This Can Do Podcast is brought to you by Blake Albina Thoroughbred Services. Blake Albina is a full-service bloodstock agency and consignment company representing clients at every major horse sale in the country. For more information, call Ron Blake at 859-396-4836 or Hunsley Albina at 859-621-0800. Whether an experienced owner or a newcomer to the game, Blake Albina has the knowledge and experience to help you achieve your goals in the thoroughbred industry. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the web is clear, can do... This is Bill Duncliffe. I want to welcome you back to the Can Do Horse Racing Podcast, the podcast about all things horse racing, some history, some handicapping, and some humor. This is the big score segment of our podcast. The Big Score segment of our podcast is brought to you by your friends at Endeavor Farm on Old Frankfurt Pike in the heart of the bluegrass. Every Big Score has its roots down on the farm. Boarding, breeding, foaling, layup care, and sales prep are all services offered by Terry Nickel and his team at Endeavor. You can reach Terry at 859-509-7035 or email him at terry at endeavorfarmky.com. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-F-A-R-M-K-Y.com. Thanks again to our friends at Endeavor Farm for sponsoring The Big Score. Leon Nichols of the Project to Preserve African-American Turf History and Bet the World Entertainment shared with me recently what I would call the Big Score de Tutti Big Score, one of the biggest Kentucky Derby payouts in history. Leon and his compatriots, rightly so, are always looking for long shots, particularly in the Derby. And in this case, they had a little bit of extra help from a certain TVG analyst who was touting this long shot constantly in the weeks leading up to the Derby. The big score was obviously big news. The even better news was what Leon, Calvin Davis, and Jerry Fife did with some of their winnings. While this particular big score was actually painful for me, personally, what I did find very rewarding about this discussion was talking about sharing the racetrack experience with our children. I hope you enjoy. So, on the racing and betting side of the things, I think um, I'm just going to give you a little prelude in terms of how Calvin, Jerry, and myself all came together. I think what we typically did Every Kentucky Derby, you know, you, you've got a, a 19 to 20 horse field, so obviously it's a better race every year practically. Uh, but our big score, I've, I think 2005, Mike Smith and Giacomo. Uh, no, way. To one. no way. No yeah. way. Okay. Yeah. Got to hear more about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and again, typically we all, you know, Calvin, Jerry, myself, we all put money in the pot to, um, you know, go for one of the long shots, you know, if we're either playing them to win or playing it, you know, in, in a, in a exacta trifecta or something. But that, that whole week, um, it came about because I don't know if you've watched a lot of TVG, but TVG analyst, uh, I think Ken Rudolph, yes. he had been touting Giacomo the whole week. You know, got the inside scoop and this and that. And Mike Smith gave me, man, I'm really on this horse. And, of course, we're looking, uh, you know, and, and just thinking, Giacomo, he's 50 to 1. And then you got, you know, you had talent in there like a fleet Alex. Right. And, um, gosh, there's, there's, there's uh, Bendini. I, I can't remember what he was at. Um, but, you know, you just have some really talented horses. So I we didn't see it coming. But, you know, I just said, hey, let's let's play one of the long shots. And, so we all put, you know, um, $10 in the pot, and um, lo and behold, you know, that 50-to-1 paid oh off. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so were you all were you all watching the race together when that when it happened? Were you all together when it happened? No, we weren't together. I mean, we we, we had worked we had worked together, and that's kind of the, the, mm-hmm. the how we all formed our partnership. Uh, in every derby, we we play. You know, you know, we put money into the pot and just uh, play the field. And uh, ironically. I, I think it was that that win because again we had thirty dollars to win on on Giacomo. It, I, I want to say it paid off around fifteen hundred dollars, sixteen hundred dollars, you know, minus the takeout yeah. and taxes and so forth. But that you know that score really that's what led to us forming the nonprofit foundation. It, it you know we had a little extra money in oh, in, in, in our pockets and we took our wives and family you know out and did some things like that. But that's what kind of led to. Us, you know, okay, guys, let's form this nonprofit. Let's do something on the racing side because we were all ecstatic on just how that whole um, race unfolded. But a side note to that, uh, I, I think after we went back and, and not only were we ecstatic, but I, I remember us going back and, and, and looking at TVG and, and uh, you <laughs> yes. know, one one event that we actually saw, I, I think Ken Rudolph forget that he was on uh, on television because I mean he was, you know, doing the high fives and what, what, you know, it was just no one saw that coming. But I mean, for whatever reason, we had played several of the long shots and, and Giacomo um, hit that that year. Wow, wow, that's uh, that's and and was it solely Ken Rudolph's look at it, or were you, were you also did you had you also uh, taken a look and thought to yourself, well. You know, this horse has a, has a chance. Because I think what Ken was saying, as I recall, was that the longer the distance was going to be better for the horse, right? I think that's... Yeah, yeah. right, right. He's saying being stretched out, and if he if he didn't get boxed in in the traffic and had some room to run, that favored his style of running. You know, of course, but you also, you, you had Mike Smith aboard. So, yep. you know, you, you I mean, that played a role in it. I don't remember much about, you know, how the race, you know, played out a lot but i i can't remember if if he came up the rail or or, or what happened. i'd have to go back and look at tape on it but i just you know we just for whatever reason he was just pumping that horse and and several of the other people said you know if you're going to wheel you know a long shot into one of your exotics look take a look at giacomo and um we did you know and like i said each year we always try to play put something on one of the long shots just because you know well now we have we have a uh measure of success doing it so oh, you're, um, you're ahead for a while i would strategy. say yeah i would i would say you're ahead for a while there so you can yeah um and it's really it's really good that you um you know decided to do something good with the money too and that's something i hope that everyone who listens keeps in mind and, I, and i'm sure they do I, you know i think to back to when i hit um uh pick six many years ago i made sure to donate to the permanently disabled jockey fund and to old friend's farm, and, and I've done that periodically since with uh, big scores. And I think that's something really good to keep in mind is, you know, share the wealth, spread the wealth, right? Right, right. And that's kind of what we what we wanted to do. You know, because for, for the most part, I mean, that was really Calvin and Jerry's introduction. Now, Jerry's got a little bit of background. He, I mean, he's watched many, obviously being from Louisville, um, he's played the Derby quite a bit, and, and, and he's familiar with the racing side of uh, of the business for the most part. But you know the goal was always to you know hey guys let's you know let let's do something in this industry I don't know what but let's do something and it really led to the foundation of us just having a building a friendship and um, you know around the industry and around horse racing and it, and it kind of grew grew out of that and you know uh, I think a year and a half later that's when we had you know formed a nonprofit and we just started doing things and and um, you know the whole idea of that was let's you know 
more so on the fan development side of the business, you know, and that, and that's kind of how that whole thing played a part because even when we won the event uh, that year with, with Giacomo, and, and I remember several of the guys at work talking about, you know, hey, you know, why, why, do, you, why do you watch Der- Derby? I mean, you, you, you know. Because the, the <laughs> I can get 50 to 1. <laughs> exactly. You guys yeah. don't watch Derby, you play basketball and all that stuff. And I was like, no, there's a big history there. And, and it, it really, the conversation started from that. And I mean, here we are today with you know with with all that we've done with Pass and 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 the team and so forth. So it's a neat story that was born out of that whole Giacomo experience. Well, I, I will tell you just a little secret of mine, um, Leon, and uh, guest Steve Simonovich, who I had on a couple of weeks ago, talked about uh, not only big scores but uh, bad beats uh, and. For me, that particular derby is particularly painful. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you guys hit, uh, but but I'll just share with you uh, why it was particularly painful. So um, the bluegrass was three weeks before the uh, derby, as it always is, right? And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. closing argument, who had been laid off for a while, this was his comeback race in a grade two or grade one, you know, bluegrass. I think, I believe ran second in the he bluegrass. Was second. He did. And so... Between the Derby and be, between the Bluegrass and the Derby, I posted, and there was a board at the time on Yahoo, it was called Diomed. It was about 150 kind of horse racing degenerates like myself. And one of the things I wrote on the board between the Bluegrass and the Derby was if there was any horse that needed a race before coming into the Derby, it's closing argument. So I've already, mm-hmm. made, I've already made the case, right? Um, but now this was, as you said, it was 2005, and I probably was not. Uh, I, well, I know I was not anywhere near as confident in my handicapping abilities as I am now. Some might some might say overconfident, but, you know, whatever. So I, I was not nearly as confident. So on Derby Day, I'm looking at the early odds, and he's like 70 to 1. I'm like, well, I've, I must be wrong about this horse. <laughs> this, this cannot be right, you know. <laughs> I, I, right, right, I must right. be dreaming. Doesn't he ran? No, so, so Giacomo wins at 50 to 1. Closing mm-hmm. argument runs second at 72, and I remember the number. Yeah, 70, mm-hmm. 72 to 1. And I'm not sure what the place payoff was, but I know the exacto was, I believe, $9,000 for those two. It was, it was up there. Because you know, we looked at that and it was like, man, why didn't we, why didn't we just you know, put some, some, some combinations together Real and them. see what we can? And, <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but, and then a, a Fleet Alex, I think, finished third in that race. He did. So he it, did. That's right. You know. Um, um, I mean, you had, I mean, it was a, obviously it was a historic day, but, you know, and then following that, I mean, you know, you've seen other long shots come in after that fact. So it, it, I mean, it, it, that old saying, anything can happen, anything goes in the race, you know, but that was our, our really big score and really one of the fun times that we, you know, we've ever experienced that side sure. of the business. You know? yeah. But I always, I always tell people, you know, Hey, you know, I, trust me, I've lost more than I win, but it's a fun, <laughs> you know, it's always a fun wager, right? You always, you, because, I mean, it's not, it's not a science. You can't predict, uh, if, if we could, we'd mo- more of us would go, you know, we'd walk out out of the, uh, off the track with, as winners. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, but we have a lot of fun with it in every derby, you know, uh, I think this past derby, Calvin had a little derby, uh, event and we, we did the same scenario. We all yeah. went in and uh, placed our wagers and stuff. And I know I didn't win that race. I can't remember who won it, but. Um, but I'm always attracted to the long shots or, or, or at least, you know, the, the exactas or trifectas, the exotic bets, just because they, you know, typically in the derbies or the big race of Breeders' Cup, the, 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 the payoffs are so much better. 
Well, look, let's face it. If you're in this game and you're betting uh, seven to five shots consistently, you are going to be a loser just as sure as, as you and I lose our money, right? But you, it's going to be a lot more painful, I think. <laughs> At least exactly. for us, you exactly. know, there's that um, when, when, you know, when you bet a long shot, right? Um, particularly, let's say they break well out of the gate or they're making a run down the lane. Your heart gets going pretty quickly, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so I talked about this with my older brother one time, who's the one responsible for me getting into this game. Um, you know, think about uh, how much entertainment you get out of that. Never mind the returns. You want the returns and you don't want it to be solely entertainment, but think how much joy and entertainment and pleasure you get out of, you know, being right or being close or, or you know, almost getting there, right? It's, it's, I think you have to think of the entertainment value of your wager as much, not, mm-hmm. not as much, well, in some degree anyway, let's face it, right? Well, that, that's, that's the thrill of it. That's, that's part of the thrill, exactly. you know, just past, yeah. this past weekend. And that's, you know, my son, I mean, he, you know, he he loves the sport from you know from the aesthetic standpoint. But you know, we have a little running thing where he always says, "I can pick better horses than you." And and most of the time, he's pretty accurate on that. But we went to Kingland this Sun this past Saturday, I think it was, and and uh, we had that shared experience where you know um, he's picking his. Obviously, he's too young to, to, to place a wager, but he's picking his wage. He's picking his his horse that he likes, and I'm picking mine. And you know, there's a competition within the competition, and and. You know, he won more than I did, but that for those two minutes, I mean, it, 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 you're, you're so engrossed into what's going on and, and you know, uh, within the race. And that, that, I, that, like you said, the entertainment value for me is it's that it's invaluable. Uh, and that's what I enjoy. The highs and lows, you know, we can deal with the wins and losses afterwards, but it's the highs and lows of the races and how they all play out. And, you know, there's nothing like being ahead, coming down the stretch, and then having and, and it, you know, and just seeing that 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 this horse come flying and beating you by a nose, and but all of those things that suspense that keeps you on the edge, and 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 that that's the thrill of of that's this right. sport. I, I wish more people would really um, um, give it a shot. Well, your story about you and your son being at Keeneland reminded me quickly of one. Um, the very first time I went to Saratoga, I took uh, my wife with me, was with me, and my our two youngest children with us, my son and my youngest daughter. And my son was probably about 11 years old at the time, all right? So my first time to Saratoga, we didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't have seats or anything. We were wandering around the top of the grandstand, and I'm making bets. And I, I had given each of the kids money, or I told them, that you pick one horse in each race, and I'll put $2 to win on that horse for you, all right? So mm-hmm. um, five races into the card that day, I'm 0 for 5, and my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, she's, she's 0 for 5. My son... And eleven years old is five for five, and and you know, I'm I'm, oh I'm, my I'm God. well I'm getting annoyed at this point. <laughs> All entertainment aside, so I finally said to him, I said, "What are you doing?" He says to me, "Well, Dad, I'm picking the horse that ran the fastest time at this distance." And I was like, "Well, oh. I guess I guess that's one angle." <laughs> exactly. So, you know, so he he has a little background information, right? But, <laughs> You know, I don't know what my son does. He, I mean, he he'll look. You know, obviously the horse is walking around the paddock and everything, and he'll, you know, he'll we'll look at the program together a little bit. But I mean, more often than not, he beats me going head to head. Wow, wow! All right, you got to you got to pry that secret out of him. You can't let him keep that secret sauce. You're funding this, right? So, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's all right. So next time you're on, you got to share with us whatever his secret is. All right. Oh, we'll do it. We'll do it. All right. Leon, thanks very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Bill. Talk soon. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, we want to hear your big score story, too. 
DM me on the at B Duncliffe Twitter handle, B-D-U-N-C-L-I-F-F-E. Tell us about it on the Can Do Facebook page or write to us at CanDoBillD at gmail.com. That's C-A-N-D-O-B-I-L-L-D at gmail.com. And, of course, may the horse be with you.